0: It all starts, and everything always starts in business and pretty much in life, with clarity. So when we have clarity around an idea, let's just say, I'm going to start a podcast. That's our idea. So how do we build clarity around it while well, we sit down with a pen and paper and we start writing around some of the things we just talked about. What do I want to do with my podcast? Who do I want to reach? Who's my ideal listener? You know, what are my guests going to be like? Am I going to have guests? You know, the different things around what you want it to look like. How does it feel? Do your vivid vision as Cameron Harold would put it from his book, Vivid Vision. You know, like write out all of the things that you truly want with that stuff. Get clarity around that so that then you can communicate it with anyone else who's involved. All your people, whether it's a team, your clients, you know, your listeners, your outsource partners, you're going to communicate this vision that you have in full clarity so that you build confidence, which is number two. Nothing happens without confidence. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future.
1: I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's
0: helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own.
1: I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold, Begin. A podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them.
0: I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this.
1: This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Be Begin. Hi, welcome back. This is Barcy, your host. And as we get started today, I want you to think about something you want to do. Maybe it's starting a podcast, maybe it's starting a business, or maybe it's taking something you already do to the next level, but whatever it is, I want you to ask yourself this, is it feeling like it is flowing along or is it feeling kind of overwhelming or maybe complicated to get things started? Or maybe you have started and it's feeling complicated. (laughs) So I'm asking you this because number one, if things are feeling complicated, that is super normal. And number two, my guest today is a Business Made Simple certified coach and a lifelong entrepreneur. His name is Pete Moore, and he has developed a system that helps us create a simplified and repeatable process to make creating the things we want to create a bit easier and therefore more successful and more enjoyable. So I'm really excited to learn how this all works. He just shared with me that he has two systems to share, which I'm really excited about because they both feel very aligned with how I like to do things, the way I talk on this show. So I'm really excited to welcome Pete on. So welcome, Pete. Thanks for being here.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Barcy. It's an absolute pleasure. And if you want systems, boy, I mean, I've got lots of them, so we can just keep piling them on for sure. I love it.
1: (laughs) That's so useful. As an entrepreneur, as someone who works in any systems, really, I feel like the creative process is so similar, too. But once you start finding ways to repeat something, it just relieves your brain from having yeah, it to does. rethink it every time. It
0: does. I'm going to share with you, you know, I first learned it from Joel Weldon, who's a wonderful speaking coach. I'm not sure this is his, but he introduced it to me and it's an acronym for the word system. Go figure, right? Great. And it is a system saves you stress, time, energy, and money. So what is a system? Well, the system saves you stress, time, energy, and money. And if that's not putting it in a nice little package with a bow on it, boy, I tell you, I love that acronym. And everything that I look at, it's like, if I can put that into a system and it's going to save me stress, time, energy, and money, that's what I want to do.
1: Oh my God. I just felt like a sense of relief just in hearing that acronym. It's like, yeah, Yeah. who doesn't want that?
0: I know. It's great.
1: You can apply that to like, your morning routine, everything. like anything. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. I'm going to put that yeah. on my wall somewhere so that I always yeah. remember That's to good create. One. if I'm struggling. Here's a way like I asked a question in our intro, you know, as you're listening, whatever that thing you're wanting to create. What if you just asked yourself, how can I simplify this? That's right. And start there. I yeah. think I say often is what if it were easy? This is like a version of that. So I'm yeah. loving all about everything about that sweet. (laughs) Okay, Pete, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Do you mind just sharing kind of what growing up was like for you and just more about your background?
0: Sure. Well, I'll keep it fairly short, you know, great family life, entrepreneurial family. My dad didn't own the business, but he ran a business for, you know, 35, 40 years for someone else. And so he was the guy in charge, basically, as uh, he worked for a person that owned several different businesses. So he was in charge of that one. My mom was a retired school teacher, not retired, but she quit when my sister and I were young and to raise us and uh, have a family. And she was entrepreneurial. She's making crafts and doing stuff and selling them all over the place. And so I kind of grew up with an entrepreneurial family. Lots of cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff as well. So, you know, I come from it right from the early days, that entrepreneurial mindset, really. It's been around me all of my life. I love it. It's everything that I've done. You know, I'm a family man. I have a wonderful wife of 27 years and kids and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, from a business perspective... I've bought and sold businesses along the way. I've grown them. I've owned franchises. One of the franchises that I own, I bought a troubled franchise. It was a cleaning company and we serviced 30 businesses when I took it over, sold it when we had 300. You know, these are the kind of things that I just love and talk business and think about business and talk, you know, all my friends were talking of how can we do this and all that sort of stuff, problem solving around business. So it's really been my life, entrepreneurial life. And, you know, I've only ever worked for somebody else on a full-time basis for about six months, determined it really wasn't for me and (laughs) have made my own decisions and, you know, good and bad along the way. And I would never look back. It's just been a, a great life for me and for my family. And so, Entrepreneurism is, is what I want to do, what I have done, and why I like having these conversations. One of my businesses that I currently own now, of course, is coaching other entrepreneurs and helping them live the lives that they want to live. So it's a passion for me, as you could probably tell by my excitement. I just love talking about that sort of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. So when you're working, doing things that's a lot of fun, it doesn't get much better than that.
1: Uh, You said so many wonderful things in that that I could create questions around. And I think you're absolutely right about the fun piece. We do need to lean into what's fun. And if it stops being fun, we have to start asking questions again, right? Like, yeah, is it not fun anymore? How can I make it Mm. more fun? What a wonderful way to live. You sound so in love with life, which is just good energy. It's great to see and hear that.
0: I love life. I mean, I do. You know, I enjoy doing the things that I enjoy doing and I make time for them. My business allows me time for them because I've structured it in a way that I'm not involved in every minor decision and all of these sort of things. So I live what I teach. And from that perspective, you know, when I'm working with my clients and they want to free themselves up of some of the frustrations of running a business you started off by talking about overwhelm and all this sort of stuff and i mean we feel that right it's like we feel the stress we feel it kind of bearing down on our shoulders all of the uncontrollables like covid that are happening now bearing down even harder on us through other sort of things that are truly out of our control and you know understanding what you can control and what you can't control and working on those things that you can control and seeing that those things do really well. You know, so many things. I mean, there's so many concepts. We could do a whole season on different thoughts uh, so around <laughs> that sort of stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, it's, oh man, exactly. One thing I want to acknowledge before we move on to is that you recognize that your mom's creativity was entrepreneurial. And I sure. want to point that out because I know a lot of creatives... Who have a hard time identifying that, or feeling aligned with that, or whatever the feelings are around yeah. combining those two thoughts, and the fact that you saw it that way on your own as a young person is kind of a big deal. That's really cool. Yeah,
0: like I said, my dad was on the construction; he ran a big construction company, so I learned a lot of that sort of stuff from my dad. From my mom, I learned more of the small entrepreneurial type stuff. It's like get out and hustle, mm-hmm. right? And so it's you know. 10 years old, I'm making these bark teasel hedgehogs and I'm bringing them in with my mom. My mom's selling pine cone wreaths and different things to craft stores and she's like, and by the way, my son's making these little things, and what do you think of those? Do you want to take three of those or whatever? And and I'm there with my box, you know, my Coke box basically, you know, the Coke, your tin twenty four cans of Coke, and I've got my little tray of goodies that I'm selling to these things and learning my way. But yeah, that was my mom that took me around and did that sort of stuff with me. You know, I was the guy. I cut lawns in the neighborhood. I shoveled snow. I I put mulch on people's gardens and did whatever cut wood and all that sort of stuff, because I always wanted to make my own way. I always wanted to have my own dollar. I always wanted to be able to use that sort of stuff. I understood that, you know, it was up to me to go out and do that. And I think that's an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, because some people are reliant upon others to give them their ways and means right from day one. It was always sort of put that I needed to do what I needed to do in order to do that. And that's the entrepreneurial mindset that I'm talking about. It's not for everybody.
1: Yes, And that's okay. It's okay if it's not for you. And there's, you know, permission to do whatever feels right, you know?
0: Absolutely. What do you
1: think that is? Like, as a concept, we know what an entrepreneurial mindset is, but what is it that feels good to you? Like, what inspired you about that version of approaching life versus leaning into it being kind of scary and unpredictable?
0: You know, I really think inspiration comes from a few things that really revolve around your future what do you want your future to look like? And how does that align with what you're doing and how you want it to be? So when I was young, I was looking at, you know, like I said, I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family and in my sort of sphere of influence, right? And I'm saying, geez, I want to be like Uncle Herb. I want to be like, Uncle Mike, or I want to be like my mom doing these things. I want to run a business. I want to do that. Those kind of things. I want to deliver a promise to somebody. I want to be able to make my own calls on these things. I don't want to have to report to somebody. That was one of the things, Mm -hmm. because I came into conflict often with people when I had to report to them. And it's like, this just isn't for me. And, you know, so it's like, okay, I'm as an entrepreneur, I am basically unemployable. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, I've worked myself out of employment. <laughs> so, it. you know, and I understood that at an early age, but I was okay with that. And I'm okay with the risks that are involved. And, I, and I'll tell you, you know, we've had some setbacks. We have had some setbacks. We've had some learnings, let's call them, right? And, you know, they haven't been fun, but those things, make us stronger and make us understand what it is and what we truly appreciate and all these other things when it comes back to it. It's not just about making the next dollar. It's about the relationships. It's about your health. It's about, you know, all of the things you want, your mission, your purpose, your drive personally. And then we use our businesses to come back underneath that to prop us up in order to deliver it.
1: It's very personal or can be it does intersect quite. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally.
0: It's the yin and yang being an entrepreneur, like your personal and your business life. People say, Hey, listen, you know, we need to have balance and all that sort of stuff, but there's seasons of balance when you're an entrepreneur and you just have to go when you have to go sometimes. And you take your time when you take your time. And it's just, it's just part of being an entrepreneur.
1: It's very process oriented. And Mm. yeah,
0: that's a P right there.
1: Yes, we're good. So you have a system yeah. called the four P's, which is what I was alluding to in yeah. what you had created. But you also just shared with me, you have another system yeah. called was it the circle of momentum? Is that yeah
0: the wheel of momentum? The wheel yeah. of
1: momentum. And I want to talk about both of those. Sure. Let's jump into the four P's since you kind sure. of touched on it already. Can you just tell us what that is?
0: So the four P's, you know, I kind of put it in that we talked about overwhelm and frustration. So I call it from turning your frustrations into freedoms. And from that perspective, and you know, it's really around setting up your business so that you aren't involved in every little detail, right? And so the four P's are product, process, people and profit. And you know, we can dig into the each one of them individually, but you know, honing around each of those, and I have all sorts of systems and frameworks that go deeper into each of those that I work with my clients on, but really making sure that you have the right product and that the product is serving your ideal customers needs you know what is the product what problem does it solve how do you solve it and what does their life look like afterwards and if people spend so much time developing products developing systems developing courses all this sort of stuff but they haven't even tested it to see whether or not anybody's going to buy it and from that side of things you need to make sure that it's really addressing something that you can get your cash back on because if we're in business we need the cash flow in order to continue on right so That first one is aligning the right product so that, you know, it's really addressing the needs of your ideal customer. And then number two is process. So we talked about systems. Well, systems and process, same thing, different acronym. I haven't got one for process yet, but system works well. So aligning your process, there is no perfect process typically, but we're always working to perfect them, Barsi. And, you know, Whatever we can do to keep perfecting our processes, there are so many processes in our business and we need to be making sure that they're out in front. They're available for everybody that needs them at the lowest possible level of our organization Mm. with accountability. Very important pieces there because as the leader of the organization, you need to have the processes and the Key performance indicators around those, your dashboard set up around those processes so that you're alerted when something's red flagged to maybe make a decision. But really, when things are yellow and green flagged on all those things that happen every single day, they're being dealt with at the lowest possible level in your organization so that you aren't spending your valuable decision time and brain power on those.
1: And when you say lowest possible level, do you mean as in the rungs of responsibility within the business structure, like thinking of employees, for example, who can access that and make it work?
0: Mm -hmm. Like you always want processes to be dealt with at the very lowest level of any organization. So if they're capable of dealing with something, because the process is really a yes or a no, it's yes or a no, it's binary. Mm -hmm. Then let it be done at the lowest level of any of those areas in your organization, whether it's a three person organization or a 300 person organization, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But the idea is we're always pushing decisions down as much as we can in order to be dealt with at the lowest level so that it's the least amount of confusion of time and all of the other things for your customer and for your team, because your team, your customer is the person that wants it to be dealt with right there. Right. So let them deal with it right there. There's no need for you to be involved if the process is set up right so that they can actually deliver the promise to the customer right then and there.
1: Wow. Okay. So I can immediately relate this to business. It's very easy because yeah. you have employees, you have, maybe you do, maybe you don't. And maybe you're just the one wearing all of the hats. So if you are, I think this still applies. It
0: absolutely does because the processes need to be set up so that when you do elevate and delegate, when you do hire that first person, the process is already there. And you're just basically saying, here it is. Step one through 10, knock it off for me. You're now accountable.
1: hundred percent makes that yeah. so much easier when you do bring someone on. Cause I just started bringing people on just to share a little in my company in 2020 and the biggest part of that first process was Mm -hmm. having a process. We had to develop it together because, you know, like I talked about overwhelm, that's kind of where you're at in the beginning. You're just trying to figure it out for yourself and you're doing it by yourself and hiring someone feels like another task because you do have to take time to develop the process too. But I will say that it's hundred percent worth it and you will grow after that. Yeah.
0: You're like, yeah, it's just quicker for me to do it myself. Well,
1: It's not. It's not. Take the time to to do it with someone else. And we get better products because now we have other eyes on it too. That's a whole nother topic we can get into. Absolutely. But before we jump further into this, I want to ask you how as podcasters, kind of like a business, how can we apply something like that to creating a production or a show, or even if you're a solo podcaster, how would we apply something like that?
0: Yeah. So you do a framework. You do literally a framework. And it's like, when this happens, this happens. So we record our podcast on Riverside. And then what happens next? Well, I download the video. I download the audio. And then what happens next? I put that in a Google Drive. What happens next? I have Zapier take it from the Google Drive and send it to my virtual assistant. What happens next? From the virtual assistant, then puts it together, does the edits you know all of those things so you're thinking in lines of when this happens what triggers the next step when this happens what triggers the next step and you're writing all those things down and Along the way, you've done 10 podcasts now. That methodology gets so much better. The steps get more detailed. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, you're just testing this. You're testing it. And every time you do your next podcast, you're making it that much better, that much better. That's the idea of you were always perfecting, but it's never really perfect. But each episode that you're doing, you're putting it through and you're coming out with an end result that's even better than the one you just did before. And that's the idea of continuous process improvement.
1: Right. And I do think some of the improvements are things you would have never thought of because you're going to suddenly feel different. You're going to have, you mentioned this earlier, more space for creativity, mm. more space for, you know, creating different concepts or doing something else. Like there's just so much that comes with a system that starts to work when yeah. it starts to function in the way that you hope.
0: I call it auto magical.
1: Ooh. I love actually,
0: that. Yeah. So I don't know who coined that one, but I love that too. So, you know, it becomes automagical. So the magic happens when these things, it's like, oh, I already know what to do after I've sent it to audio. Now I got to get the lower third, put on the video and send it to YouTube. Like it's not even a decision. It's a process when you're taking away the decision, making it a process, assigning accountability to somebody on your team or an outsource partner. Mm -hmm. then you're like you said, your mind opens up the decision making process that you have as a leader of the business now opens up to bigger and more important things as opposed to just determining, Okay, now that the audio is done, do I need to do video this time or do I not need it? Well, you know, should I send it to this person? Should I send it to that? like am I going to upload this one or am I not? No, you already know you're going to send it to that person. It's going to come back. And when it comes back, it's going to go to YouTube and you're going to schedule a date. It's like the process is there. It's done. Yeah, it takes away all the confusion,
1: the decision making. That is Mm. huge. I'm glad you pointed it out in the way that you did. I recently said this to someone in my Facebook group, actually, a podcast Facebook group called Unleash Your Podcast Niche. Nice. And it's for people just thinking about it. But it feels overwhelming at that stage. Thank you. I was like, I promise you the power is in the decision making. Once you start making decisions, literally your brain just puts them behind you and you've moved past it. You're into the next step and we get so stuck sometimes and you don't want to be wrong, right? We're so afraid to make the wrong decision and waste time or whatever it is, but.
0: Better to be wrong. Just move ahead, be wrong and then fix it and move ahead. Agreed. The idea is continuous momentum around that, you know?
1: Yes. Which brings me to my next question. I would love to talk more about your wheel of momentum. Can you share what that is and how that works?
0: Sure. I'll finish off the last two Ps quickly because we didn't wrap that last one. (laughs) So the third P and often the biggest problem for most entrepreneurs is people. So we have product, we have process, which we had a good conversation about. Then we have people and people I usually align in three different things. One is your ideal customer. Are you actually working with the people you want to work with who are bringing you the best amount of profit for the least amount of time, who are giving you the least amount of frustration and the most amount of freedom?
1: It's a great checklist.
0: Okay. So that's your ideal client. Well, you can do the exact same thing with your team members. Yeah. Think about the worst team member you've ever had the best team member you have ever had. You're going to remember their names. You might not remember some of the people that are in between in the last 10 or 15, 20 years, but you'll remember the worst person you've ever worked with. And you'll remember the best person you've ever worked with. Lay them out on a scorecard, essentially, so that you're really doing everything you can do whenever you're going to bring somebody else on your team to align with that best ever and repel the worst ever. It's okay to repel. <laughs> it's good. You don't need that, right? And then the third piece is your suppliers and your outsource partners. So, all of those make up your entire people portion. So, product, process, and people, clients, team and outsource partners, anybody who's helping you deliver your promise so that you can drive the right amount of profit. And when you have the right amount of profit, there's so much you can do with that in order to create and let you live the life that you want and deserve as a leader. So that kind of wraps up the frustrations to freedoms that last, you know, the last two P's.
1: Yes. Thank you for catching that. And of course you would. It's your system.
0: <laughs> it's all good.
1: Yeah. Because it's important. And it's an, another part that I actually wanted to talk about again in framework of podcasters yeah. who I get this question all the time is monetization. You know, yeah. how can I quit my day job and just, you know, podcast, which is, in my opinion, and in a lot of my colleagues' opinions, that as a number one goal, in my opinion, that's not the goal, that's an outcome that we can reach But the goals are kind of the first three P's you talked about, where it's like, what's the promise? Why are we doing this? Why do you want to do it? All of that. How can I make it work? And then we get the monetization part. How do you think that fits into what you just shared with us about the fourth P?
0: Yeah. So I'll put it into my framework. Please. Well, the reason I podcast both as a guest and as a host is not to make money off my podcast. It's to make money off my business. I'm hoping that people resonate with what I speak with and say, you know, this is somebody I want to work with. This is somebody I want to learn from, all of those sort of things. So I don't actually monetize as much my actual podcast per se. What I'm trying to do in the conversations and what I'm trying to do all around there is actually hopefully building authority around Pete Moore and around simplifying entrepreneurship so that when people resonate with what I'm speaking with, they're like, I want to work with them. And that's how I monetize my conversations is basically when somebody raises their hand and says, this resonates with me and I need to talk to him and schedule an appointment. And then if they've scheduled an appointment with me, that's to me, that's the gold. That's the payday. When there's a scheduled appointment from somebody on one of our chats that we're having or from my own podcast. And somebody says, I think I want to actually talk to you about helping me live a better life. And a better entrepreneur? And it's like, okay, it's worked. So that's how I monetize. But for somebody who's just monetizing their actual podcast in amongst the millions and millions and millions of podcasts, I don't have the answer for that because that's just not how I use podcasts.
1: Well, I appreciate that answer because it's in my opinion, once again, it's the realistic way to approach leveraging podcasting. I think it's a tool that we can use as business owners, as creatives, as anyone with a message Mm -hmm. that wants to share in this purposeful way.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: To then generate and create an entry point.
0: Think about what products you can offer around your conversations and around your talks and around your podcasts that you could potentially monetize as opposed to actually monetizing the listenership of your podcast. I think that would be, I guess, my number one takeaway there.
1: That's a great way to phrase it. That's perfect. That's lovely to hear. And I think very realistic and a nicer way to experience the process because it's more about message and getting people over to what you're already doing in your business. It's very aligned. Thank you for that. So tell me about the wheel of momentum. wheel of
0: momentum time. (laughs) Cool. Well, we've talked a lot today about some of the things in the wheel of momentum, the wheel of momentum involved. You know, I have my four P's. The wheel of momentum is six C's. So I'll say them really quickly so you don't remember them. But uh, (laughs)
1: perfect. (laughs) But
0: it all starts and everything always starts in business and pretty much in life with clarity. So, when we have clarity around an idea, let's just say, I'm going to start a podcast. That's our idea. So, how do we build? clarity around it. Well, we sit down with a pen and paper and we start writing around some of the things we just talked about. What do I want to do with my podcast? Who do I want to reach? Who's my ideal listener? You know, what are my guests going to be like? Am I going to have guests? You know, the different things around what you want it to look like. How does it feel? Do your vivid vision as Cameron Harold would put it from his book, Vivid Vision. Write out all of the things that you truly want with that stuff. Get clarity around that so that then you can communicate it with anyone else who's involved. All your people, whether it's a team, your clients, you know, your listeners, your outsource partners, you're going to communicate this vision that you have in full clarity so that you build confidence, which is number two. Nothing happens without confidence. We need to have the confidence to take the leap and to make the move and to make the decision and to activate, as I call it. It's time to activate. We can postulate. We can think about stuff, all we want to think about stuff. We can read a thousand books about things. But until you activate, it doesn't happen. And you need to have confidence in order for that to happen. So the next step, we've got clarity. Now we build confidence. Now we're like, okay, I'm going to do this. What do I need? I need competence. I need to go out and find out how I'm going to get this done and learn about it and work through it and understand all those different things. And often I do that through cooperation, because not always do you need to know how to do things, but sometimes you just need to know who can help you get there. Right? Yeah. So, Great book by one of my coaches, Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy called Who Not How. It's another fantastic book, but a great strategic coach concept. The idea that you don't always need to know how to do everything. You just need to know who can help you do it.
1: That's powerful too.
0: Virtual assistants, all these different things. I mean, there are people out there that already know the way. There's very few paths that haven't already been trodden. So if you spend half the time finding the right who that you're going to spend finding out how to do it, then you're going to get there quicker. So that's this idea of competence and cooperation. And once we have that, we're building capacity. And when we're building the capacity in the business and in the idea, and it's like, wow, I can make this happen. You know, we've got our four Ps, the right product, the right process, the right people through all of this sort of stuff. We're building the capacity. You can see it growing and you can see where it's going to go. Then as the entrepreneur, once you've got all your accountabilities in place, it allows you the freedom to go back into the creative mindset again. And when we get back into that creative mindset and the juices start flowing and we think about what the future could be now that we know what we have Then we start clarifying that again. And we start clarifying that again. The wheel starts to turn again. Confidence, competence, cooperation, capacity, you know, and this is just this never ending loop. And that's why I call it the wheel of momentum of growth and of the ideas that you have as an entrepreneur enrolling through them. So long as you have full clarity about what you want in your life. And that's usually where I start with most of my clients is that we go through a life plan. I've created a whole one page planner. Happy to share with your audiences too, that kind of outlines the plan and in sort of your life plan, your year, your quarter, your day, your weeks, all that sort of stuff in a little video along. We can put it in the show notes if you like, it's free.
1: Yes, please. Yeah, And
0: happy to do that as well. But really it starts with understanding what you want out of life. And the second piece is how you formulate your business to give that to you. Mm. It's not the other way around. We get into business because we want a better life. So my sort of line around that is you own your business. It shouldn't own you. Yep. Often it does.
1: Often it does. Yeah. I so many thoughts and I'm seeing like my life flash across my eyes as I'm hearing this because <laughs> that cycle is so accurate yeah. and we can get stuck at any point in that cycle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it is a cycle. It goes totally. It repeats if you are engaged if you're not, you know, just staying stuck in one of those places, Mm -hmm. it just repeats. And I'm realizing that I am finally at the end of my first cycle in business through your,
0: yeah, through the wheel,
1: the way you outlined the wheel. Yeah. And it feels really good. And it's also interesting to go, okay, I'm back at the beginning in some sense, because it does go back to that place of now I have to really clarify what comes next.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, give yourself the grace to be creative again.
1: Exactly. And And that feels good.
0: It's like you can sit down now with your pen and your paper or with your, you know, eye pencil and your iPad or whatever the case, however you fabricate your ideas and give yourself some time to be creative around what you have and the things that you see for the future so that then you're kind of brainstorming all this stuff and then you're taking it back into, you know, a series of frameworks to clarify it. Right. And that's when everything starts. It's like, hmm, now that I've actually given this some thought and some time. Hmm, I'm feeling Mm -hmm. pretty good about this or I'm not feeling good about this, which is just as good, by the way. It's good to actually be able to parse off the stuff that you don't think was a great idea. But the stuff that is good, it's like, hmm, what could I do here? Hmm. And then you're building this confidence again. You're like, hmm, if I do that, then what about this? Oh, so competence is coming up again. And who might be able to help me? cooperation and collaboration, you know, capacity builds again. It's like hmm, another whatever it depending on the size of the idea, you know, another week down the road or another month down the road or another year down the road, you're in this position again and going back at it again and saying, wow, this just happened. Yes. It's pretty cool feeling. It
1: is cool. And I do think it's good to take a moment to even honor that because it's easy to just get stuck in the momentum too, Mm -hmm. to get stuck in the wheel of momentum as a whole or you just go, 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 go and
0: we need to celebrate, which is another C.
1: Is that is that part yeah. of the...
0: Well, no, it's not. But it's just, but it you, should you
1: know,
0: be. <laughs> we could put another ring around the wheel of momentum saying celebrate, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many moments. I have to try to remind myself to celebrate throughout the day. Yeah. So that I don't get bogged down by what's in front of me, not all the time, but like in a consistent way, so that it doesn't drain my energy. And there's so many ways we can do that. Do you have any tips around that?
0: Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about my one page planner. Well, on the one page planner, there's literally an area every day where it's like, What were my wins? It's time to celebrate. You need to bring it back every day to celebrate something that's done well for you. So that you can look ahead and say, you know, I'm feeling good about something. Now I can look ahead. It could be something minor. And it's okay if it's something minor. The idea is that it's getting you in the mindset of winning and winning as an entrepreneur is an important mindset so that you're able to move ahead with confidence that you're going to be able to win.
1: Yes. And it also brings a lot more awareness to what's actually happening so that you yeah. can build realistic goals so you can measure success. Otherwise, there's nothing to measure it by. We have yeah. to factor in the celebration. We have to factor in the success just as much as we factor in what isn't working.
0: Absolutely.
1: So I'm really glad you shared that as well. Cool. <laughs> awesome. This was a masterclass in systems of life, really. It really does start with what do I want? And I love that you start there it with your coaching program. There. It has yeah. to start there. That's the point, right? Like yeah. money is an outcome and it's one that we want Yeah, and it can be a motivator. It is mm-hmm. for me too, is for most of us. Yeah, for sure. But you can still come from a place of like truly desire around how you want to live to bring that into existence for yourself. And that's what I want people to understand about this. What do you want people to understand about the conversation we had today? If there's one thing that they take away, what, what would that be?
0: Well, again, I think that phrase that I put, we've given everybody a few sound bites today, but I think that one phrase, if you are an entrepreneur, you own your business and it shouldn't own you. And if you're feeling as though your business is owning you, then it's time to set back and make some of these changes. It's time to start putting through some thoughts around the four P's. It's time to start thinking about things like the wheel of momentum in frameworks and systems and strategies that are going to allow you to move the ball ahead and to free up your time and your frustration so that you can then take back your life. And don't let 10 years go by where you look back and you say, shoot, shoot. I don't know what happened. I've missed all this. I haven't been home for supper. You know, I haven't made it to the kids' games. I haven't taken a vacation. I haven't taken more than a long weekend in the last five years. It's like, I hear these stories all the time. And it's like, we need to get you through some of this stuff. And if you feel like that, then it's time to actually take some of these frameworks and work through some things and start thinking about your thinking on your business so that you can enjoy a better life and use your business to do that. That's why you got into business, right?
1: right and for those just thinking about it who aren't quite there yet yeah this still applies it's still, for sure this is applies maybe even more because oh, it's a gosh. good place to start if you can is, start that way yeah then,
0: oh, i think of how much time that would save barcy oh my gosh oh yeah.
1: so much time i wish i had you four years ago <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much how can we connect with you
0: best way is just through my website simplifying entrepreneurship if you google simplifying entrepreneurship you'll find everything you'll find my site my podcast my name's Pete Moore I'm most active on LinkedIn mohr is the way you spell my last name so we'll put in the show notes the simplifying entrepreneurship forward slash planner if you do want that free planner that I mentioned yes and also there's one other thing that I think would be advantageous to those who are in business already which is a free assessment on my site and it's a really good assessment it's going to take it 12, 15 minutes to do. But from that perspective, when you do it, it spits you back a 50 to 60 page report on your business and on your leadership sort of style and your all of that sort of thing. So it's really, depending on how you answer, it's between, you know, 50 and 60 pages essentially, but it's going to outline for you all of the things that you're really doing well, the things that you're killing in your business, but also outline the areas that you need to work on. So it gives you sort of a plan of action to take and things that you want to learn along the way and you want to get better at. And whether you use a coach like me or whether you just go out and find your own sources, that's that idea of who, not how. If you want to learn how to do it, you can certainly learn how to do it. There's all kinds of books, all kinds of great stuff out there. And if you're looking for a who, that's where I come in. And that's what we talked about a little bit a while ago. You know, I love to have those conversations. And uh, that's the best way to get a hold of me.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Pete. This was just a fun conversation, first of all, and very educational for anyone listening, including myself.
0: (laughs) I love it, Parsi. Thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to People Begin. We hope that these episodes are helping inspire and empower you to take your next steps towards whatever you're thinking of creating. And if starting a podcast is what you're thinking of creating, then I would love to have you in my brand new private Facebook group, Unleash Your Podcast Niche, a podcast learning community for the aspiring podcaster who cares about creating an authentic message and making an impact with podcasting. Join us for live opportunities with me and meet other creatives like you who are at the same stage. There's a link in the show notes to join us. Happy creating.